Welcome back to the podcast. It's uh, episode four of Fruit of the Boom. I'm Matt Sawicki and it's JBJR. Yo, yo, yo. What's up? What's up? We got our homie B-Money in the studio tonight. Yeah. Legendary. Oh, let's start. Legendary (laughs) B-Money. Let's get... Yeah. Legendary B-Money. All right. That's what's up. I'll take that. I'll take that. B-Money brought his homie Omar. That's right. My boy Omar Witherspoon. Say what's up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show, bro, man. Thanks. Thanks. Omar, just a little backstory. Omar is one of my closest friends. We grew up uh, through high school together. We went... He was a Jennings High School grad, and I was a Lutheran High School North grad. Say that again. <laughs> J-Town, right? We used to scream that, even though I didn't even go there. We, we used to, I used to be like, J-Town. He'd be like, shut up, I'll smack you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, so that was like our big thing. We was playing ball a lot, uh, playing basketball. Um, we used to go, what was it, to the Y, right? Yep. The, YMCA on Pershaw. Yep. Uh, Florida. Yep, Ferguson YMCA, man. Yep. That was our spot. We used to ball up in there like daily mm. and um omar had the crazy ops like crazy ops you know <laughs> nice i could throw the ball anywhere within 50 feet of the rim and he would catch it and do ridiculous things <laughs> oh, that's, dope. that's dope that's dope so we was just best friends we used to kick it you know talk all kinds of stuff like hypothesize about life and you know that the best that like 17 16 18 year olds could do yeah. nice 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 that's what's and, up and a lot of the dreams and stuff that we had kind of became realities uh, for myself yeah and for himself well and, more and, for him <laughs> <laughs> but um you know we we uh we actually haven't seen each other in what's it been like close to 25 uh i would say so yeah yeah so we literally just reunited today that's what's up man my boy man yeah that's my brother that's what's up man i appreciate you guys spending time on our show yeah yeah, it just worked out perfectly yeah jb just texted me he was like yo where you at now he called me he was like where you at i was like oh snap my bad (laughs) it's all good man you know it's all love man yeah no doubt i appreciate the patience oh man absolutely oh absolutely dude y'all always patient you know i'm always on cp time i appreciate (laughs) you it's all good it's all good so yeah man we have you on the show um like you heard the last couple episodes man like how we do everything we keep it real natural right. um we basically you know have basically let you have the floor for the most part you know so we just wanted to hear about you and your history about you yeah i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to keep up man because trifecta eat that brothers man just on a whole nother planet <laughs> like, you know like, i try to keep up man trifecta that's my brother too like i love that dude to death and like just like you could kind of get an idea for how certain people create based on how they speak yeah mm-hmm. and like I know his workflow, I know how he likes to get down, and like you could just tell, like it's just like, right, like random humor, random, and he'll play me beats sometimes. I just be like, dude, like what were you thinking? Yeah, when you did that, like, <laughs> and it's like it's just so natural for him. Sure, you know? so it just That's how I be, man. Like it's crazy. And JV, like you know, he's just so ener- energetic, mm-hmm. and it's there in his music. Yep, right in your face. Absolutely, right. So yeah. right on, right on. Right I have a lot of respect, it. man. Y'all definitely are some of the realest dudes I've ever met. One of the dopest engineers I've ever come. I've been around a lot of engineers. Be gonna be real. Mm-hmm. And Matt's one of the realest dudes. I came in here with a band right before I moved out to Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. and. He mic'd everybody up and tracked that joint out, sent it to me, and I was like, "This is fire!" Hell yeah, you know what awesome. I'm saying? So yeah, that's like appreciated, man. man. Thank you. That's love. So, uh, B Money used to judge with us back in the day on on fresh produce. Um, for those of you that didn't know, yes, 
um, along, amongst a lot of other amazing things, but that's kind of the direct connection to Fresh Produce and why we wanted to get him so quickly onto the show. Most definitely. One of the original judges, most definitely. And then uh, beyond that, you've produced some pretty big uh, pretty big records. <laughs> yep, yep. I did, uh, I did some stuff. Oh, don't quit being modest, man. Quit being modest this damn show, man. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll produce some 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 bangers. Cool. G- give us a quick uh, rundown of all the all the achievements and accolades. Okay, all right, I did. Um, first time I ever got my name on a record was yeah. uh, "Jenny from the Block," uh, which was a song featuring the Locks. Or at least was Styles P and um, and Jadakus. Yeah. Nice. I did scratches on that record. Nice. DJ, as they just call them, DJ Cuts and Scratches. <laughs> and the wackest part about that is the fact that I did some really, really dope scratching on that record. Yeah. And it but didn't of course make it. it didn't make it. Oh, no. <laughs> only that only engineers and producers were like are, engineers really know that life. Sure. Because they know when the producer tells them, nah, I don't want that. And the engineer's like Man, that was the shit. That was dope. What the hell? Like, so, uh, a little backstory with that record is I knew a dude named Peter Wade, who's like a pretty big uh, pop EDM kind of slash producer engineer dude. He's done like more work with Jennifer Lopez after that that point. Mm -hmm. He actually introduced me to Bruce Sweetie, who, if you don't know who that dude, he's like a legendary engineer. Absolutely. I met Bruce Sweetie, and he he it was like it was like meeting the sun. And like having it right in your face without, <laughs> without melting your eyes out. That's pretty much the equivalent. Basically, Bruce Sweetian is the cat that um, recorded everything from Michael Jackson to Duke Ellington to Quincy Jones's all his work. Like just phenomenal engineer. Yeah. Like you know, tracklist like insane, insane tracklist. Man, I sat in Hit Factory before they closed in New York and had a good conversation with him first day I met him he was awesome so Peter Wade introduced me to him and that's how I got cool I met Corey Rooney and he laid the foundation for me to be like yo you should work with 50 here are some of my tracks I was doing earlier mm-hmm. and he was like yo I should play you some joints play these joints with 50 you know 50's doing a deal with, um, with Interscope soon and things gonna sign with Eminem and so that was back I guess that was 2002 okay <clears throat> so he was saying, you know, like 50's putting something together, you know, I think I should play some of his joints for you. And then about around around the time, 05, like the time after, uh, what was his debut, 50's debut album? Get Rich and Die Trying. Yeah, so the movie came out, right? Right. And um, he was, at, well, actually the second album, The Massacre, had dropped. And I thought the track that I'd done, that I placed with him, actually, they told me that you know, they, 50 wanted to use this track I had. And I thought it was going to go on a massacre, and it didn't. It, it got caught up in sample clearance. Oh, no. Mm. So, yeah, my whole heart just sank right out of my asshole. Oh, man. <laughs> but, I mean, literally, like, that's when you, you think you got no self-esteem. Oh, yeah. Wait till that happens. Like, oh, you man. You just go in the bathroom, take your shirt off, start crying to yourself. Like, <laughs> You know? <laughs> it's such a kick-ass thing. Why don't they fuck with oh, me? Right. I'll have to start this process all over again. Oh, I hate oh, my life. Damn. Yeah, do you start to think that like uh, I'm gonna get some black blacklisted stuff, or right. like, am I gonna be seen as a problem because I I pick bad, right. bad, bad samples, samples or something? Yeah, right. like, it's already bad enough. I'm sampling now. My samples don't get cleared. Right. It's like, oh, don't fuck with him. He's that guy who no. uses those samples. And they're just like, no. But they pick Kanye's shit. <laughs> right. Why don't they pick my shit, man. But anyway, so I got over that. 
because like I went to a video shoot my homeboy Justin Francis who I'm gonna shout out a lot today because I love that brother Justin Francis Justin Francis JustinFrancis.com Justin Francis <laughs> he's a dope ass video director he did like uh, Hated to Love yeah Hated to Love It with 50 Cent and Game which is probably uh-huh. one of the dopest videos either one of those guys had anything ever to do with most definitely he directed that video um, he also did like some shit for Young Buck off his debut album um, he did a dope as Obi Trice video. Nice. Uh, Cry Now, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. That joint he shot all in Detroit. Super dope. One of my favorite hip hop videos, period. Awesome. Um, okay. And he did joints for like, I mean, big artists too. Like, he did some joints for Timbaland. Like, wow. I mean, he's done a lot of really ill videos. And I used to work with him. He's, a good, he's still a great friend of mine. Yeah. And he invited me to a Young Buck video shoot. Uh-huh. And when I was there, Shaw Money approached me, who at the time was, you know, the production coordinator for G Unit Records. Uh-huh. And he was like, yo, we got that sample clip. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, are you serious? And he was I'm trying to be all cool and shit. You yeah. Know? So this is, uh, I'll I give you the translation, the homie translation. Uh-huh. So my face is saying, all right, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but on the inside, you know, it's like, you know, you know when the World Cup dudes score a soccer goal and shit, uh-huh. they go sliding across the dash, they're like <laughs> ripping their shit yeah. off. Inside, that's what I, my, my soul was saying. It was like, goal! Yeah. <laughs> but I was just standing there like shaking my head like, that's cool. That's what's up. <laughs> that's what's right on. But um, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. At you. Yeah, that was, I was definitely not mad. That was the furthest thing from angry I've ever been in my life. <laughs> But um, yeah, I was super happy. You know, he was like, "Yo," and on top of it, we want to use it for the movie. Oh man! So you can imagine, like, man, everything coming together for that. Yeah. See, I can take a good guess of what probably song you're probably talking about, man. Oh yeah. You know, (laughs) you want you want to shout it out? Go ahead. Uh Oh, hustles ambition, baby. That's right, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Hustlers ambition, man. It's funny when you get like 50 year old dudes like that be hanging out on the corner store in Harlem running up to you like, yo man, you did that record, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just like, what? You you be listening to that? I heard it on I 97, man. Shit, that Frankie man. This is my shit, man. Hey, look, Frankie Beverly, that's gonna get any 50 plus yeah, year old 50 anybody plus year old on top. <laughs> I'm telling anybody you. who ever went to a family barbecue is definitely loving that record, right? Oh man. I still got, I got the vinyl of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's the whole thing. That's the whole love about samples. Like, you got records in your collection of your uncle, or your father, your mother, whatever right. your collection right. that just that are just sitting around the house. Mm-hmm. And that's a real. lot of that's real. people try to hate on people that sample music, right? I always tell people, I'm like. If it wasn't for samples, you wouldn't have no 95.5 old school. Oh, sure. People would just go forward with music and there would be no like recycling or like appreciation for what came before. Oh, exactly. I don't even. Yeah, exactly. if you didn't have samples, gosh. Yeah. Man, you wouldn't have hip hop. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, you would yep. be done in the 70s with yeah, like, music. Like, you wouldn't, like, I tell people all the time, like, with Funky Drum with James Brown, like, you would not have hip hop. You wouldn't have drum and bass. You wouldn't have shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. and people don't understand it. Oh, I don't think you. If I think if James Brown wasn't James Brown, <laughs> we wouldn't even have right. hip hop or anything. I think Man, that, that, that that's the real. drive of James Brown. We might is even such have a, the Rolling Stones, right? I right. think James Brown's like the most. 
yeah. one of the most key figures of the whole oh. of, of music. Oh, cool. absolutely. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Man. Easily probably the most sampled dude in the history of the, of the, of the genre. And well, it's just like his right. his drive and his 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 push on his in, his musicians and everything to drop to be the best and like yeah. and to perform it at such an extreme level. Yeah. I, you know that that bar made it so easy for the rest of us yeah. to go in there and do what what right. hip-hop does now yeah. and having that expectation moving forward from that point you know i yeah. think it's just a, a fundamental thing that, that you a jump off for hip-hop like yeah. if if the train went a little differently maybe hip-hop would be a, a different genre than what it really is who knows oh, absolutely. in a different reality hip-hop's totally weird yeah <laughs> i mean it's you know just a funk like you wouldn't and it's not just hip-hop it's funk too like yeah right like he created like everything about modern music that people love that makes it danceable. Yep. Right. Right. Like I mean, even with early disco, like there's funk in that. Um, like he he was the person who coined the out the idea of funk. Who was saying it on records? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is super super important because really, like that encompasses like everything that we listen to now. Oh, right? absolutely. Like everything from a Dr. Dre to like. I mean Bruno Mars. Yeah, like, Bruno Mars is Uptown Funk. Like Michael, Jack- yeah. Michael Jackson. Dude. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Prince. Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, B. Like, like these Boosie. are some of the most influential artists of all time. Of all times, they've sold more records than, I mean, than anybody. Well, you like Boosie Collins wouldn't be Boosie Collins without James Brown. No, right? definitely. He wouldn't. He would not have been. And Sly. Sly. Exactly. Yeah, and Sly influenced a hell of a lot of people. A but lot. All that goes back to JB. Yep. Like, at the end of the day, that's crazy. Absolutely, world's greatest entertainer. Well, for sure. Oh, definitely. Sure. So, uh, bro, man. Uh, so, we also want to ask you just, you know, just your history um, as far as like how did you get into music production? Like, how how did that start off? Like your early beginnings. Um, it started from locally here in St. Louis. I was influenced by cats that, because you know, it was. I always say it was like uh, hip hop production in the '90s. It was like they were like wizards. You know, because you could you hear their music, but you wonder like how in the hell they did it. Sure. Right, right, right. Because you know it's like coming into your studio now, for instance, Matt, like seeing all the gear, right? Like the average person, they come in here and it's just like that's Chinese to them. They're like, sure. what does all that stuff you do? <laughs> right? right, right. And it's I'm bugged out. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's just how it goes. And for me, when I saw like machines like the ASR 10 or the MPC, I would be like, yo, like that thing looks dope. Like how do you even make a beat out of that? Right. That's crazy. And some of the first people I met that showed me what that was all about was this cat named Flex. Um, They also kind of called him Crazy Cuts back in the day. He had a a partner that he did, this cat named uh, uh, Fuji, that had a company called Korak Productions Uh in the 90s, right? And they had a, a studio set up similar to this. They had like an upstairs studio like off of, what was it, Manchester? Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. coming all the way back from, happy I guy, guess, happy where it's going happy south happy on Manchester. Yeah. Like, kind of where... Um, Over by Big Bend or something like that? And like yeah, Maplewood you know, area? Or? Right, Maplewood area. Uh-huh. Right. Yep, yep. They had a, a office up there before it was like cool to be over there. Sure. You know, and they would just do beats for people. They worked with a group that I, I went on to DJ for called, uh, in Limbo. They, uh-huh. they produced their demos and stuff. Okay. And I met Flex. I met him. I met this other cat, uh, Ron Ramey, who's also known as uh, DJ Caveman. He was in a crew together. Um, and they had 
machines. Uh-huh. They had the EPS, the 16 Plus, they yeah. had the Airsoft 10. Nice. Um, they exposed me to the sound and their workflow. Mm-hmm. And then um, another cat, the cat that actually made me put my hands on it was this dude named Hype Dog. Uh-huh. Shout to out to Hype Dog, man. Is, that's my OG off top. Like, because he's the one dude who was like, you're going to make beats today. <laughs> right? And he had an Airsoft 10 and he had a MIDI to an uh, SP-1200. And so he would sample into the Airsoft 10 and do his drum programming on the SP-1200. Mm. But he was a beast because whatever machine he got, he would just learn it through and through. Yeah. He was one of those dudes. That, that I, I, I miss that. Like, uh, I, I came in the very tail end of, like, engineering records that were uh, made on, on MPCs and machines and stuff that were not computers, you know, all the time. Uh, I remember people would bring in their Fruity Loops towers to play beats at, at oh, points. Wow. Like, uh, But anyways, like, watching cats in the heyday of, like, just being, like, flying on an MPC through the menus and just, like, yeah. jumping around and doing all the craziest shit and knowing them back and front and not even have to think about it. And, right, uh, right. That was always super impressive, man. Like, and it still is. I, you know, man. I, I bought a Triton the other uh, a couple months back. I tried to I tried to look up videos on YouTube on how to use it, and there aren't any because nobody <laughs> uses that shit now, and nobody makes videos talking about how they're using a Triton. You can't fucking learn how to do that shit. No. It was one of the most surprising things. Like, I, I can't believe that like there's not a wealth of knowledge about how to use a Triton. No. Uh, You're not gonna find it. Like, I mean, as far as Try looking up how to use an ASR, yeah. or EPS, or an MPC 60. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you? You got 11 seconds worth of sampling time on an SP 1200. How do you make that work? 11 seconds. Yeah, right. Well, don't you uh, cut the sample rate or something like that? Isn't that nope. the trick? That, that's not. If, that, if that's not that one. If you're, you can do that. But the one way to do it is if you, most of the time when you're doing hip hop sample, you're getting off a turntable, right? Uh huh. So you speed it up. Right. To That's- 45 RPM mm-hmm. and bring it down to minus eight because it still makes whatever's audible in the, in the recording like somewhat decent <laughs> when you slow it back down in the machine. So you sample it in, sped up, and then you bring it out, right? Mm-hmm. You put it in the machine, you slow it back down, and boom, you this can chop it up. This man just gave y'all all games just now. You know that it's all types of games. I mean, it's game to those that's relevant. Some of the cats that anybody's got an SP-1200 at this point probably already knows how to use it. Oh, definitely. But you know but, you got some um, people, like especially new out here, that's trying to be purists to the game with the old I would buddy. hope yeah. so. You know that what I'm saying? Awesome. Yeah, you know, and it is, man. And it, you know, I'm just trying to be one of those people myself because like, yeah. I came from the digital age. Yeah. So, you know, me going to equipment, like me messing around on keyboard, messing around with pads and stuff like that is... It feels it feels great. The only thing about it is, like I said, I work on a handicap. But I know a lot of people don't, but I know like with you in particular, like I like I said, I've seen your setup. Mm-hmm. So I was, so it just be like, man, this how this Negro made this. <laughs> like okay, yeah. I mean it's simplified now. I, I basically got with working in the box because once I started traveling overseas, I couldn't take. At one point, I had an MPC three thousand uh-huh. that I was traveling around because when I first got to Japan, I was. I was traveling from city to city and doing like different tracks for different artists. Uh-huh. And I was taking machines and stuff with me on the subway wow. and then on the, on the Shinkansen. Oh, uh-huh. man. And 3000 is heavy. Sure. Oh, hell yeah. I remember being did on the it, train. Did it have drives built into it at least? No. No. So you're carrying take drives, stuzzy yeah. discs, everything. Scary shit sometimes. Yeah, it was really fucked up. <laughs> but I can remember one time, like, I was on a train and it was a packed 
subway train. I was trying to get to the local bullet train outlet mm-hmm. so I could get to another city. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was middle of the day. I'm thinking, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. It shouldn't be rush hour. But it was packed on the train. Mm-hmm. So I got this bag on my shoulder, like a big North Face bag with a 3000 in it. And it's heavy. And it's like across my shoulder, across my body. And people are just like piling in because, you know, Japanese go like yeah. straight robot status. They just walk in, you know, <laughs> and I'm standing there and they're just like pretty much like hovered onto my bag. Like, mm. and I'm just like, uh, uh, like, please get off. It's too heavy. It's like I'm cold. It's literally like I'm holding like five people yeah. over my shoulder. Mm. And I was just at that point, I was like, fuck this. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to buy a computer and I'm doing it. The new school way Cause this shit sucks You know I was just like My body is Taking a beating Like you know So you work on a computer now? Yeah Uh Definitely. What program are you using? Reason Reason Yeah Cool Cause Second reason using on the show Yeah Yeah And yeah Cause the trifecta That's another reason Why we got down Cause you know I was just like This dude's using reason Yeah I was like I don't use reason My shit don't sound like that <laughs> But yeah He's a beast for sure Most but, definitely, most definitely. Um, But yeah I the, the ill thing about it too I wanted to bring My boy Rock Who I'm gonna shout out uh, Rock Martin He's one of my co-workers At Sweetwater uh-huh. We actually got uh, Wind of the new NPC The NPCX yeah. And Rock um, I don't know I could be giving up Trade secrets or whatever I hope, I hope not But <clears throat> You know Akai is one of our You know Value vendors Or yeah. whatever that, that they work with us uh-huh. And apparently They got some input from some of the people that I work with uh-huh. about what to do with this new machine. Oh, with the, wow. The NPCX. That's wild. And Alive. Nice. So they got to see a lot of, I'm not going to go into detail, but they got to see a lot and put a lot of input. I'm not going to name names. That's but, tight. Right, right, right. But, you know, they, they put some input into the design. Nice. That's so that's why I tell people when I put the post online, I was like, look, this real deal, whatever you got to ask me, ask me, but all I'm going to tell you is this going to be the shit. Nice. Because I know what went into it. Uh-huh. You know, it wasn't that's just dope. a Kai sitting around in a room like, bunch of nerds going hey we're gonna make this npc <laughs> it's not like it wasn't like that not this time around you know Good. oh man so it's they put a lot of thought behind it it's really a great machine i think it's gonna satisfy a lot of users i'm personally going back to using outboard gear because of it that's nice. just how serious so uh when you say that outboard gear like are you you're connecting you're gonna be connecting keyboards to it yeah, what I what I'm planning on doing, um, I have a short list of things I like to go back to using. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is get a, a MPC three thousand and an MPCX, right? Because those the three thousand has a great sound in terms mm-hmm. of the sound engine. It sounds phenomenal. Um, and I want to shoot the three thousand out with the X just to see what yeah. you know what the gain stage and the output sounds like. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, the other thing I want to do is start bringing certain sense in. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to get a mini Moog Model D. Nice. Which, nice. if you don't know, that was a, the Moog uh, synthesizer that was used to do, like, the bass line for, like, numerous Michael Jackson records. Tight. Um, Parliament Funkadelic, all over that joint. Um, Herbie Hancock. Like, everybody's used that joint. Like, Way cool. Super nice. dope. Like, just iconic piece of synthesizer. And that, that joint, I'm getting one of those uh-huh. off top because... The old joint, the original, didn't have MIDI. Yeah. The new one that they just reproduced has MIDI. Nice. So I can MIDI that with an NPC. Uh-huh. And you also have CV gate control uh-huh. from the, the NPCX. So nice. you can actually, like, you know, you can program your synthesizer. Yeah. If you nice. want to do it that way. Totally. The ill thing about it that, like, I used to love about Jay Doe, for instance, like, he would sample 
I think from the Mother 32 uh-huh. or whatever, he would have like a mode and just sample bass lines and patches into the MP uh-huh. and then just like play them on a the pad. Uh-huh. Now you don't even have to do that. <laughs> so you can be in a modular like outboard kind of setup, uh-huh. but you have more tactile overall control Sure, man. as opposed to just being like, oh, I'm about to sample everything into the MP because I can't connect it all. So, so what do you mean? How, how would you, you would, you would uh, drop MIDI onto the pads or something like that and have it play that back instead? Is you that, mean like the way we do it before? Um, it, you, or, what you're talking about, how Dillo would sample back in. Yeah, so Dillo was... What Dillo, would you do instead of that workflow that would be easier? Well, for instance, the Mini Mode Model D, for instance, if I wanted to do like instrumentation or link, whatever I was programming from the, the Moog with the MP, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I would literally have to lay down a drum track and say Pro Tools or something uh-huh. and just play freehand or have somebody play freehand off the mold because uh-huh. there's no MIDI connection. No, I'm, no, I follow you on that on the new part. So you, that's what you mean. Got, yeah. Oh, I follow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, told, I totally got you so around trip now. Yeah, at the end you. of the day, it's like... That's great. Yeah. Like you can work all the way out of the box totally. now and just create some stuff. Yeah. And cool. the NPC is powerful enough, has enough memory in it to where you can save all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it always sucked carrying my notebooks with my 2000. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, uh, you know, I'd forget something or I'd fucking you have overwrite like the thing the wrong way. discs yeah. for one record, for one track. Borrow Most a MoFat it. from my homie for a couple of days and right. then forget to fucking dump the right or something. You know what I mean? Oh, like, man. I used to hate that life. That life was not cool. No. Oh, man. <laughs> That's I mean, it was I, dope creatively. Sure. But, man, the worst part about creating... And some of the older NPCs was just, if you didn't have a SCSI drive, you learned real quick. Because mm-hmm. you would go through a box of discs like that mm. to save one track. Mm. And it just made it working impossible. Yeah, I always, I think when I started, I, I mean, I was mm-hmm. right on Zips. I was on Zips from the top. Mm-hmm. I And then I just had a USB one that I have on my computer and I always like dump shit into it and then right. dump, dump back and forth. But right. it was, that was cool. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you usually got it however you could. You know, you try to <clears throat> try to create what you could and sure. put yourself in a position to save it so you come back to it later. Yeah. Mm. You know, I think also some of that technology forced some cats to just work harder. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I know... Be first, living in the moment more, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I know that they said that, that turned Timberland into a beast, right? Because <laughs> he used the ASR-10. Mm. And, and your focus had to be... Rage intense track. on that fucking record you know what i mean yeah. like are you i mean you only you only have that window you know what i mean yeah. that's a, that is kind of like I, I i always feel like that it i hate to feel i feel like i sound like a <laughs> old person talking about how i used to walk uphill both ways in the snow but like it's like i think that was i think that made better producers i think that it made better like i know for engineers when i have engineers come here that are from a school mm-hmm. uh most of the time i'm not impressed with them and i think it's because they never had to hook up a fucking board a million times in a row yep. with cables for yep. real and yep. and troubleshoot bullshit and deal with it right now they just get to like whatever yeah uh everything's connected digitally and it works all great and never there's never right. a stupid thing that happens in, until yeah. you unless you just didn't do it right and you're dumb or something which mm-hmm. is no disc, whatever, cool, get, get your shit. But I feel like it makes better engineers to have those problems happen along the way. And I think that probably is very similar as far as, like, you know, producers living in the moment and having to fucking hit, hit right or 
lose everything, I mean, that means a lot more in your fucking life when that's the reality. Yeah, it's it's better to work with a handy. It's kind of better to work on, on analog or even on a handicap, man, because it, it, you learn to appreciate shit totally. more throughout time. Limitation breeds creativity. That's what they Brother, say. I'm, I'm telling you. Absolutely. Like, I think the toughest thing, the simplest thing that, that people don't realize is, you know, is word association. Engineers were engineers. There were people who went to school and knew how to basically take a piece of electronics apart right. piece by piece totally. and right. put it back together. Now, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of some of the some of the dudes that I, I come in, I come across, they're like they they say they're engineers, but they're not. Sure. Right. Like it's like oh, I'm an audio. It's like engineer. DJs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quote unquote, two fingers up. And it's like, look, man, like if you don't know how a circuit works. Or how a transformer works Like You know You're not an engineer I'm sorry Right like, You're not an electrical engineer You're not An electronics engineer Electronics you know, Like you know Like if you're just pushing Some faders up and down Like okay cool And it's nothing against that Some cats are like Really really talented And they don't ever Have to take shit apart Sure No and that's their life They get lucked into it But yeah. I think uh, I don't know I I I mean, I don't know. I'm an indie guy. You know, I think the independent route's uh, pretty interesting. And I think if you look mm. at a lot of the more interesting studios and s- situations that people have going, it's guys that aren't just button no. computer guys. No, not. I would say stuff. In, in that world, as far as engineers are concerned, the ones that are getting it are the ones that hustle. Sure. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the ones who know how to put what they need to put together. Mm. It's like, and ironically, like that's. That's really the way life is, right? Totally. It's like that's the way it's supposed to be. Like the farmer that goes out, busts his ass, gets the crop. Totally. And takes that crop to market and makes that money, right? Yep. Right. Like the audio, the average audio engineer, if you set up a studio, if you just got a couple of speakers and a keyboard, and you're like, all right, I'm open for business. Like that's not gonna attract. It's anything. not gonna nah. get it done. Nope. It's just not gonna get it done. You know, like, and it's funny because I've been in people's studios like that where it's just like, I'm looking at an artist like, you paid this dude money to come down here and do work? But, you know, I hear that all the time. All the time. I I I think it's interesting. It's a sad, sad reality. People get gassed up. Yeah. I hope nobody's gassing me up. <laughs> no, nah, man. Nah, nah, I mean, your work speaks for itself. No, man. but you know so, what I mean. You know what I mean? I, it's always that's the situation. I, I never, never think. Don't I don't ever tease myself that I couldn't get gas. You know, I don't want to keep my head thinking that I'm in the clouds all the time. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I honestly like it's it's fucked up to say this because like I love you to death. Like I didn't start working with you until I was on my way out of town. Sure. And I felt stupid for that. Oh, I mean, because I was just like, dude. Everybody was like, oh. Uh, well, I was out in the county for forever but i was closer to you oh, yeah. i was right there by the circle okay. i was clo- the thing was everybody else was hella far sure so they were making it seem like yeah matt like suburban pros is spot but it's just so far and i'm like yeah where is it and then trifecta and rock brought me out the one time and i was like oh it's like dude's like 20 minutes from my house yeah and i was like all right cool and then he moved over to the south side and i was like oh well, fuck you know like now you're still 20 minutes from my house <laughs> sure so <clears throat> i'm just like all right well cool and the one thing I'll say I love about like working with you is there's nothing but communication and honesty. It's like, all right, I got all this shit going on, so I can't do it today. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But I might have a spot next week. Okay, cool. Keep me updated. Boom. Next week is here. We're good to go. All right, call up my peoples. Let's get in there and get it done. Right. From the minute we hit the door, boom, boom, we getting stuff set up. <laughs> right. We're ready to go. 
and we're recording the vibe is positive it's perfect everybody's having a good time and the music's coming out great 100 that is the most important part of it like i don't want somebody who's gonna be a trying to take over the session sure or try to tell me how to do stuff or try to tell the musicians how to do stuff mm-hmm. it's like let the vibe set because I've been in some sessions where it's like, dude, nobody has to say nothing. Man, I'm glad you're telling me this right now because I, I, there's this PBS documentary or something. Soundbreaking. Soundbreaking. Dude, and I he... just, my homie Ben Bounce told me to watch it. Yeah, it's awesome. And I, t- I turned on the first episode and I was watching, I was sitting on the couch and like all these producers are talking about, they're like, man, you, you know, he tells you this is going to be about And he's like, and I, I sometimes I, I know I put my spin on the records, but I'm really like I, I take a big part of it is like I want to sit back and capture what's happening. Like I'm right. not trying to mm-hmm. influence. Like it's not my thing. Like right. I could totally not be versed in what this is, what this group is trying to do. Right. So if I put my spin on it, I could fuck the whole fucking thing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the last thing I'm trying to do because it's somebody's life's art. Like that is so important to me. I'm making records. I'm making records of history. This is mm-hmm. not like these aren't. That's just my luck on it. But yeah. watching that, it was like all oh, these commanding producers that are like, I'm going to step in the room and this is how the song's going to be now. And we're John Lin- or uh, Paul McCartney's in the studio recording a million things. I would kill myself before I could sit in the studio with Paul McCartney for <laughs> fucking 12 hours recording shitty songs until they hit on one like that's right. not my style like yeah. I, I would rather not do that so to hear that my style is cool that <laughs> makes me feel Definitely. a little better about myself because that yeah. was like last night because you mean you work <laughs> yeah, right i mean you, it's, it's just basically saying you work in efficiency man i mean sure it, i mean yeah. and that's and that's yeah. always a Definitely. perfect thing for someone like you you know you yeah. work in efficiency possibly man it's an so, art you know? it's an art and, and my yeah. art grooves with your art and so that's why it works but my art doesn't groove with everybody's art and so that's right. why it's always like how yeah, you're like touch and go. you want to be on top you want to be go from on top of the world to your, your heart through your asshole that that's yeah. that's how i can i can feel that same damn way when my yeah. just because i don't groove with somebody and that's no thing that i get offended about at this mm-hmm. point now i'm like yo this is how it's gonna be right you right. know if we aren't making art together in a mm-hmm. po- positive way we should not make art together and that's okay mm-hmm. with me i hope that's okay with you yeah. but when you click with somebody i always think that's a great thing but it can be very devastating to be like my fucking art sucks and this guy doesn't like it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> like that's the thing like i learned of some valuable lessons while like kind of having a uh, my toe i like to say my pinky toe in the music industry but at the end of the day it's like you you're not in the in the business of crushing dreams no like you're so not in the business of that and i've watched so many people just totally destroy other people sure Mm. and listen i'll tell a person i won't lie to a person if they have less talent or if they're marginal i won't lie to that person and tell them yo you suck you know or yo you're awesome Mm -hmm. you know if they suck i won't lie to them but i'll be like look work on it yeah just work on it like if you're if you're an amateur you're somebody starting off i can tell Okay. Sure. Right. Like I've been listening to music long enough, beyond producing or whatever. Like I know when I hear something, it sounds like yeah, you just came up with that like five minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's not it. Sure. So, <clears throat> to me, I tell people all the time, like, look, if you're gonna do it, like, do it. Just put a hundred and ten percent into it and do it, mm-hmm. and I will applaud the effort. Absolutely. Because there are plenty of people who are not that talented who are making lots of money in this game. Fuck yeah. Right? So, you know, who am I to tell you 
what you should or shouldn't do or how you should or Absolutely. shouldn't do it. No. But at least make a fucking effort. 100% agree with that. You know, like, make an effort. Don't don't rely on somebody else to tell you. Don't. Because it's always going to taint your shit. It's always going to make you feel like, damn, well, I, I regret that I made that decision. Or, and you hear it from artists all the time. Sure. They're just like, oh, I wish I would have had a chance to re-record that or I didn't like that vocal or that, 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 that take the producer was. And it's just like... See, like when you do it from here and it's your shit, then there's nothing for you to feel uncomfortable about. Totally. Because you're just like, whoa, okay. Absolutely. I gave it everything. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you're going to get more respect for that from people than you ever would. Like people, I was thinking about it the other day. People don't want to, people don't want to see the same thing. Like, I don't, if I wanted to see the same thing. People just don't want to see the same. I don't know if they expand on that idea. Everybody knows. It. So be as unique as you can. You know, yeah, burn right. your light. You know what I mean? Like uh, people, people will come and fuck with you if you're unique. If you're doing your thing, and people can tell you're enthusiastic about what you're burning on. Absolutely. <laughs> like, hey, just do you, man. Do you and do and be the best you. Totally. Yep. Absolutely. That's that's why I would say be keeping one hundred. And speaking of which, you know, and speaking of just being you, you know, because you made the fifty record and stuff like that. And also, um, you made another record with another big artist, mm-hmm. uh, biggest in, still biggest in the game, OG. Mm-hmm. So tell us how that happened. Well, I went to, let me see, what, how do I tell this story? Because it's a funny story. Um, <coughs> there was, a, okay, this, this story, <coughs> the story of how that record came about in, involves somebody that's really close to me, too. This guy named Seb. Uh, He's a brother from another mother that I met. He's actually from Switzerland. Shout out to Seb. And we worked together at Fat Beats, um, Fat Beats headquarters in New York City, in Brooklyn, New York. And we used to come to work every day, and he would play me beats. He'd bring a cassette tape of his beats, and I would bring a cassette tape of my beat. <laughs> <laughs> and he would completely destroy me day after day, right? But that was how I got better. Yeah. Because he pulled me under his wing. He was like, yo, I'm going to get you some, get you some samples and show you how this shit's really done. Tight. So um, after, I think after I placed Hustler's Ambition, he had gotten a Tony Yayo placement. Uh-huh. Yeah, he did a song called It, called it Is What It Is um, on Tony Yayo's debut album. Mm-hmm. And we were both just like, he did a gang of records that came out independently. Like, uh-huh. he worked with Cage and like, gang of motherfuckers, like, uh... High and mighty, like just mad people were fucking with him. And Juggernauts, like we both ended up working with Juggernauts, our peoples too. Um, just did a lot of shit. And we were both just always talking about, like, we want to work with Jay Z, we want to work with Jay Z. Yeah. And Mike Geronimo was my next door neighbor in Queens. We lived together on 51st Street um, in Queens, in Woodside, Queens. Nice. And, you know, Mike Geronimo was like, we love Mike's records, right? Like, mm. so Mike used to come by the crib. I playing a beat I was working on. He'd be like, yeah, "That's cool. Let's do it." That's... And literally, like, I was like, teaching Mike how to make beats for a while. Oh wow! I nice. would let him just sit in my shit and fuck around and make beats. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> so you know, shout out to Mike Geronimo. That's another good shout brother. out to him, man. Real good dude, and also gave me a lot of good knowledge. So we would both kind of like run up on Mike, like, yo, we want to fuck with Jay. Like, we know you fuck with Jay. Like, let you know, hook us up with Jay. You know, we want to do a record with Jay. We want to do a record with Jay. Right. Mm. And shit never happened. So we was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. So in between the time I did the 50 record, right, Mm. I went to Japan for the first time. I came back home. And next thing I know, I'm broke again. And I'm like, well, fuck, what do I do now, right? Right. So I got a new manager. 
I got a guy, uh, Marshall Murphy. Shout out to Marshall. Um, he worked for a publishing company in Manhattan. Um, I can't remember the name of the publishing company. It'll come to me later. But, um, yeah, he was just real dope dude, real aggressive and assertive. He was like, bring your beats. Bring your beats to the nice. office. So I took a CD of beats of me and my crew, like Black Spade beats were on there. Shout out to Spade. Shout out to Spade. That's awesome. So I know Black Spade. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Uh, see? <laughs> see? Shout out to Spade. Come back around. Come back around, <laughs> brother. Oh, gee. That's right. So, you know, we um we was just going hard at that point. It was like a lot of family, a lot of people from St. Louis that we was cool with and shit. And we was trying to get our beats out there. So Marshall was really actually feeling Spade a lot. And so we took a beat CD of like 50 tracks. Mm -hmm. Just all of like the most fire shit, right? Mm -hmm. And you know me knowing how to like make a beat CD. I knew we put the dopes on at the front, right? right? The first track. Yeah. That's how I, I saw Hustler's Ambition. Because when I had a beat, say, I, I used to go in with my BCDs. I used to have, like, artwork, everything. Nice. I would go to artists that I knew in the city that was dope mm -hmm. and be like, give me an image. And I'll take it to somebody and do a graphic with it and put it on the cover of my shit. Right? Nice, nice, so, nice. And I would put a lot into it. So, But I would always put the best track first. Mm -hmm. Like some cats, I'd listen to BCDs and I'd be like, why you just have random tracks playing on it? <laughs> Like, don't you know this is a game? Right. Like, you're trying to... It's chess, not checkers. Like, it's your shit, right? right. You know what I'm saying? Because when, when when it's time for Jay to put the beat on, like, he's listening for what he needs, not for what you want. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about it scientifically. And this is a real, very important part of the game that a lot of cats need to realize when it comes to shopping beats. Because you can't do that shit no more. Listen up, y'all. about to give y'all some game. Y'all, the way it works now is you put beats in a zip. Or you put them on Dropbox. Right. Or whatever. Or you say, hey, let's check out my SoundCloud. So you better make sure whatever sequence you put or whatever, like, whatever you're going to do, make sure it it reaches the artist's ear first and it grabs them. Mm. Emotionally grabs them. That's very, very important. Like, when I did Hustle's Ambition and I made the track, I knew exactly what I had. Right. I knew I had a track that it would grab you emotionally from the intro. Mm -hmm. This is one of the biggest lessons I ever learned from my boy Seth. Because he knew how to build a track. He knew mm -hmm. how to make a dope intro. He knew how to make a great interlude. He knew how to make a great uh, outro for a track. Like, you make a... I try to do a complete record, right? Yeah. So, that was my whole thing. Like, when I did this track that went on to become the prelude for Jay-Z. Hey. On the Kingdom Come album, right? That record, my boy Armstead, who was a dope DJ in New York that I worked with, and I'm a dope producer. He was part of our crew, too. Mm -hmm. We had beats that we put in on Jay shit. So <clears throat> he gave me the the sample for that. He came by my crib in Queens. He was like, yo, I got some records. I'm going to just give you some joints, see what uh -huh. you can flip. Mm -hmm. And he gave me that that Stax record. It was uh, Keeping the Faith by uh, Mel and Tim. Mm -hmm. And he brought that record, and I was like, all right, yeah, this, this joy is dope. Like, I know this sample. So I flipped it and chopped it up and put the drums on it and shit. And I had it for a while, and I was like, one day I was watching Superfly. <laughs> and I was like, yo, this movie's dope. I forgot how dope this movie was. And I just started listening for vocal captures, you know, mm -hmm. like different parts of it. And there's that part where Priest is just like, what the fuck is you going to do except hustle, you know? Right. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, this could work, you mm -hmm. know? So I threw it in. I used to have all my stuff interconnected. My stereo, the TV, everything was connected to the sample. Oh, way cool. 
so nah, I could nice. always just grab what I wanted, you know. And so I sampled that shit, put it in the machine, chopped it up, and put it in the intro, mm -hmm. and just timed it to where, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then the track would drop, yeah. you know what I'm saying, at that right moment. And a lot of people, when they hear that track on an album, I think they think, oh, it's just some shit like they put on the record. I'm sure. Like, nah. No, it was designed with this. I shot the track the way you heard it. Like and, with the intro and everything. Dude, and that's like one of the dopest intro. Like King, that has to be one of the dopest intros to any hip hop album I've ever. I'm not even saying that because you my boy. I'm saying that just being real. Like the you prelude know, to Jay to Kingdom you know Come what, is Jamie, like, like I promise you, dog. I promise was, you. <clears throat> from from me to you, like I love you to death and I I, I I'm thankful. But when we made it, like that track was like not that big a deal. It was just so like whatever at the time, right? right? <clears throat> like you don't even think about it, but it's Jay. Jay's a genius. Yeah. Most definitely. Jay is a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna say that because Jay had the presence of mind to know what he needed at that time. Right. For his record. And it fit perfectly. He wanted an intro for that album. And that album, when he got that track, he had his ears and his heart open. And that's that's a lot of artists don't do that. Yo, they just looking for like the next hit record. Sure. And it's like <clears throat> if you're a producer that takes the time to know the consistency of what you do for each beat, right? Okay, make a dope intro, make this, bring some emotion, do all these different things. Mm -hmm. If you have that much follow through in what you do, then the person that the, or the artist that you focus like the energy is really important. You put that positivity, you put that that understanding of what you're doing into it. And the artist that grabs it, if they take the same attention to detail, they're gonna listen to it the same way you made it. Right, right. right. They're gonna be like, yo, all right. Totally. Right? This fits perfectly, right? So I always tell people, like young people always ask me, though, how did you get, you know? I was like, I didn't talk shit. I just made music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, the music speaks for me. I don't have to. Yeah. Right? I'm not a rapper. Mm -hmm. I never would try to act like I was. I'm never, man, I, I can barely rhyme cat and hat. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I, I'm never, never going to be a rapper. But at the end of the day, I know what a flow sounds like. I, when I hear it, if I make a track, I can hear who sounds good over it. Sure. There you right? go. Right. And at the time when we placed the track, and my manager at the time told me, I'll I walk you through that process too. Because that was a crazy situation. At the time, Marshall was like, hit me up every other day like, yo, I think you need to send me stems of that track. So I was like, all right, cool. I had this homeboy, Urko. You might know him. Uh -uh. He's got a presence online now. Yes. My boy, Urko. He's a dope-ass engineer from Italy. And we work together a lot. Um, he's actually from... Uh, from just outside of Venice uh -huh. And he lives in LA now But um, At the time He was trying to move To the States And do all this work Yeah So he was in New York And we met up And we Actually we got to know Each other through MySpace, MySpace <laughs> Back in the day And he was like Yo I wanna um, I wanna work with you You know I heard the 50 Cent record I love it You know I was like alright cool He was just real assertive You know Really wanted to be in the game And he had He's very professional So I was like alright You know Come by the crib We hang out You know yeah. I'll take you around with me. And then that opportunity came through at the same time. So I was like, yo, can you track this joint out for me? I could track my own beat out. Sure. But I was just like, let me see what you could do. Yeah. So he tracked everything out, EQ'd it, had the track ready. And 
Marshall was like, yo, you got to do something about those drums, B. So I was like, all right. So I did something. So I don't even know what I did to the drums, right? Uh-huh. But I sent him the track with the drum. And then uh, Marshall came back. He's like, yeah, yeah, can you switch the drums back? And I was like, okay, yeah, we can switch the drums back. So we went back in and retracted it again yeah. with the, the the same drums that we had before. Uh-huh. But we changed a little bit. There's like a... You can hear there's like a finger snap, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like on the on the snare hit, right? So we actually kind of doubled them up and replaced them and like EQ'd them and put them in there a little, sure. a little tighter behind them. Okay. And you know he just really hooked it up. Really, yeah. Sounds great. Tracked it all out. Made it real easy for the engineer to just load everything up and yeah. have it ready to go. Sure. So, man. So we got through that, and then uh, Marshall comes back and he's like, "Yeah, I, I think we need to talk a little bit about who this is gonna go to." And I was like. All right, well, what's it for? He was like, well, I'm not sure yet, but it's for a Def Jam artist. And I was like, that's all you can tell me? A Def Jam artist? I was like, <laughs> was like who's it, the fucking Beastie Boys? Like, who? Like, what do you mean, Def Jam? He was like, he was, I was just like, well, fuck that, because the Beastie Boys ain't been on Def Jam since, like, 80, 88. So, fuck that, I guess. I was like, is it Public Enemy? Like, who? I don't know. Who's right. on Def Jam now? I don't know. EPMD? What? Who? So, <clears throat> I'm, that's totally a joke. I'm just showing my, showing my age right now. but So, he was just like... Nah, I can't tell you right now, but you know, give me a day, and maybe I, once I know for sure. I was wow. Like, okay, cool. So that's a long day. Yeah, it's a pretty long day. <laughs> but you know, when you're broke and eating ramen noodles, <laughs> do what you, you know, gotta do. The hours go by that much faster. So. <laughs> but you know, it, it was like whatever. So he got back to me the next day. He's like, "Are you sitting down?" I was like, "Yeah, whatever." He's like, "It's for Jay. And it's gonna be the intro on his new album." And wow. it's a comeback album And by that point You know Show me what you got It already been around the Airwaves Around the world of you A million times uh-huh. mm. I'm like Wow Really Like damn He must have really needed this fast And then I went to Marshall I was like So what the fuck Was up with those drums B Yeah And he was like Well I thought You know That you needed to do Something better with the drums But then when we sent it to JJ came back Like I want the drums How they was <laughs> And I was like I knew it I was like Why you ever trying to Fuck with my shit man <laughs> So, you know, I'm sorry, Marshall, I got to put you on blast, but fuck it. <laughs> let, let the producers produce, B. You do what you do. We do what we do. Well, I think that's the end of it. I got to get um, moving on to other things. But uh, All right. this has been a great podcast, man. I super cool. appreciate you stopping by. I know JBJR does, Dude, too. this show was excellent, though. Oh, I had a good time, man. Absolutely. I feel bad I showed up on CP time, but, you know. Oh, no, no, man, look, deal. dude, we got so much material. Man, look. I just wanted to do this show because I knew this was going to be a dope episode. No so, doubt. yeah, most definitely. Do, I, have, do I got time to set up, set up some shout Absolutely, outs? yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead. All right. I want, first of all, I want to shout out people I work with Rockwell, Tefpo, um, you know, um, fuck, like, even the cats I haven't worked with yet that I want to, Doorway, uh, cats I, I work with that you haven't heard shit from a month. Um, like a lot of cats, uh, Mo Eagleston. Yeah. Um, everybody that's down with the uh, Mo Moe All Stars, like all those cats, man. Um, love them dudes to death. Um, who else? Flex, the people I talked about who influenced me. Flex, Caveman, um, <clears throat> Hype Dog, wherever you are out there. It's my bro- my big brother. Um, fuck Seb over in Switzerland. Yeah. That motherfucker's a beast. I'm gonna give you some of his beats too, man. Tight, yeah. So you can check his shit is crazy. I got like pretty much his whole anthology like <laughs> but or our discography rather but um yeah like uh let me see 
Shout out to the Juggernauts, who are some of the great indie, you know, independent underground legends I work with that are awesome artists. Mm. Um, let me see. Shout out to all my peoples in Hawaii and Japan, people at R-Rated Records. Um, Dabo, who gave me my first shot in Japan, doing a record with him that was huge. Anarchy. Sita. Mm. Um, um, fucking... Everybody that I work with on a major level in in America, Jay Z, Fifty, um, fucking everybody I still want to work with, like Jadakiss. Hope you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> fucking, um, but my boy Seth did a dope ass record with Jada. So nice. It's, it's, it's like a, it's a double victory right there. Yeah. I, even nice. though I ain't get it, he got it. It's, it's good to have team team members, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Seth did a crazy joint. I'll give you that. Give you that joint too. The fuck up. But um. Yeah, like Locks, man, super dope. Um, Raekwon, Nas, like these are all people I would love to to fucking give music to and work with. Um, Mike Geronimo, once again, much love to that brother. Definitely helped my helped me up uh, heavy, you know, when I was going through a lot of shit, man, and, and vice versa. So, you know, that's my brother for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, so many people like all the people I made great friends with at Sweetwater. Yeah, like been a great, great, great. Um, uh, process just coming into that whole family sure understanding how that 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 machine works um been an incredible i guess it's up to almost 10 months now since i've been started there nine months yeah um amazing unbelievable fucking company that's wonderful amazing like i'm super blessed to have an opportunity to work there and pretty much everybody i work with there i haven't had a bad experience that's great they just hire great people nice and that's it easy for you hell yeah Absolutely, all the people I deal with, customer-wise, awesome people. Everybody I ever sold anything to, and anybody I ever will sell something to, that's Sweetwater, man. Love you to death, man. Definitely. Um, man, who else can? Oh, my boy Wally. Yeah. Wally Bilal from New York. Um, this cat held me down from the beginning. Um, he was like one of the first dudes who was like shopping me and my boy Seb's tracks out in New York when we was like linked up. Uh huh. Um, my homie Malik. Uh, Malik Abdul uh, Rahman. He's actually doing um, these uh, these releases that he's doing. Like he travels the world. He's been in Japan. He went to Thailand, I believe, and did some. He does these research projects uh-huh. that he's gonna actually gonna be putting out this year, where he's getting samples and stuff from like you know world world places like sure. you know, international like samples and loops yeah. and like putting them in the, into beats and that's awesome that's dope field research I think is what his joints are called that's nice, tight nice. my boy Malik that's like my brother like my little brother like I met him in Japan uh-huh. he was in the military in the air force and you know you meet a lot of dudes in the military when you travel overseas right in, in Japan mm-hmm. but this cat was like super duper like on, to, on point like, nice really really good at making beats um, had the MPC knew the gear uh-huh. and just I just fell in with him right away the first time I went out there now he lives in New York and he just graduated I think from a new school he's getting married congratulations to you brother shout out to you getting married uh, this June Um, real good brother Um, shout out to my nieces Asa and Nia Um, they're both super like musical heads my my niece Asa is actually gonna start DJing Nice. producer now I sold her <laughs> she was one of my first ever customers at Sweetwater nice and she bought a little like DJ controller uh-huh. from me and she's getting dope with it and <clears throat> she also just bought her first home so much love to her good that's great that's what's up that's my, what's up my, my, my niece <clears throat> Nia out of LA yo she's kicking ass she's teaching she's a dope ass dancer yeah that's, that's what's up that's what's up so yeah 
perfect, man. Yep. And my parents too. My mom. Oh yeah, gotta shout out the parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Omar, my homie, my brother. Thanks for this opportunity, fellas. Oh, absolutely. Oh man, absolutely, man, out, man. Most definitely. So uh, we also just want to uh, give you one last opportunity, man. Like, uh, where can people contact you on social media? And since you also work for Sweetwater, man, did you want to go ahead and advertise, you know, like your own business and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm struggling with a cold right now, but I oh, know it's all good. Um, I appreciate y'all having the, the patience to deal with my raspy Barry White. Uh, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, if you want to, you know, obviously, if you need gear, you need to contact me about you know improving your studio or your production setup or anything like that or your guitarist or bassist drummer you know we carry all that stuff and i'm more than happy to help however i can um i always tell my customers that so anybody who hears me they're probably really tired of me telling them that but nice <clears throat> anyway <clears throat> the number to reach me there is 1-800-222-4700 extension 1772 and the email is brian underscore hughes b-r-i-a-n underscore h-u-g-h-e-s uh, at Sweetwater and Sweetwater.com yeah so <clears throat> you can email me you can go to the website you can probably actually search for me on there because all the sales engineers profiles on the website nice um, so yeah you know if you're just curious and you want to chop it up about even if you don't want to buy anything you just need to have advice and you want to talk to somebody about something yo I, I want to get in the game I don't know what to do just holler at me man yeah I, I, I'll give you the truth I'm not going to tell you you know what I'm saying? Like, it might not be what you want to hear, <laughs> but it'll be what you need to hear. Sure. Right? So, um, but yeah. So, I'm, I'm available that way. If you need beats, um, <clears throat> just uh, email me. Email me at um, bdenero, B-D-E-N-E-R-O, at gmail.com. There you go. Bdenero. That's, you know, it's not spelled right, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's hip hop, right? Just, just spell it wrong, and that's hip hop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, just uh, email me. Let me know what you're trying to do. We can work something out. There you go. You know what I'm saying? If you're interested in hearing some tracks, I'll send you some joints to check out. Just don't try to like run off of my joints and like rap all over them. <laughs> that happens, yo. Very true. Don't do that. <clears throat> yeah, don't do that. Like, at least give me a shout out. Let me know. I want to use this joint. What can we do about it? And nine times out of ten, we can work something out. Right. You know, but yeah, just communicate. Communication is key, right? Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, for sure. So that's how you get, get in touch with me. Perfect. Or right. Otherwise, you can call Matt. Matt's the homie. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll like get you can, in touch. Yeah, for sure. Matt will definitely put you in touch with me. Matt is, as far as St. Louis is concerned, like he's my go-to audio engineer. So Absolutely. Anything I'm doing <clears throat> right now, um, not just locally, but a lot of work that um, I need from musicians and things of that nature, like I would definitely go through Matt. He knows how to reach me. Much appreciated. Absolutely. So. Man, yo, it was definitely a pleasure, pleasure, my brother, man. We truly appreciate you coming on the show. Like, for real, we really, really do, man. Super bunch. Super bunch. I I appreciate y'all having me, man. Like, we all told me you was doing this. I listened to the trifecta one and I was just like laughing the whole time. I was just like, yo, I don't know if I'm gonna be nearly that interesting. Oh, absolutely. Come on now. Oh, come on, man. Dude, trifecta is he's a beast. He's a beast. That's my that's my beast. We we have beasts on the show. I already know. I already know. Just call it the beast show. Yeah. 
Fruit <laughs> Welcome to the Beast Show. You can just play like mad, like loud animal sounds. We're going to all start screaming. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, basically, if you guys ever need to reach us, uh, remember uh, Suburban Road Pro Studios is at 3739 South Jefferson in St. Louis, Missouri. It's that South Side, just to let you know. And you can always reach us at fruitboompod at gmail.com. And, and just at fruitboompod at uh, Twitter, excuse me, I'm sorry. And then fruitboompod at gmail.com for our actual email address if you need to contact us. Um, booking if you're a producer, DJ, engineer, reach out, man. You know, we on Mixer, we, um, Mixcloud, we on SoundCloud. Just got on the Stitcher. Um, so we're going to be advertising more and then we're going to try to expand more and try to just do our own hosting very soon try to just expand one kind of thing so anything you else want to say brother Matt? nah thanks for listening i appreciate everybody that's tuning in most definitely peace 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 <laughs>